Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey man, Josh Kalinowski back at you, uh, flying solo again. I'm just going to keep repeating that. Why not? It's just always so, you know, just obvious because no, no James, Ron. No Jamesy. That's okay. He's having fun. I think he is. He's probably hasn't showered in about three weeks or so right now. So I'm actually glad that he's not in the room with me here. So uh, he can stay away as long as he needs to until he showers. All right, guys. Hey, listen, we are finishing up. This is literally the last one. Finally, you guys have stuck with me and this as we've gone through the 10 things that you need to have, take ownership of, to live a life of extraordinary impact, influence, and faith. And I tell you what, I'm just hoping that you have had an experience in your life where you've been able to apply these now and how you've been able to go, wow, that really, that really does work. That's crazy. I can't believe it. Because I've been implying it from in my life for a very long time, a very long time. And I know it works. That's why I'm sharing it. But I hope that you've had opportunities to actually apply it in your life. All right, number one is, uh, you know, we got to start digging. Yes, we got to get the tools out. We got to get the shovel and we got to start digging. Get to the bottom of the ditch so you can find out what the real story is, right? Number two is, of course, own your story. You've got to have an honest conversation with yourself. And that's sometimes really hard if you've never done it before, right? We are the worst at convincing ourselves of a story that is in our favor. You know, I talk about all the time is that there are two sides to every story. In fact, there's actually three, right? We talk about this. You've heard this before. Hey, there's a, there's one side, there's the other side. And then there's that middle, there's that edge where the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of all of that. Right. But I do know for sure that we can always say that there is two sides to every story. There is your virgin version, sorry. Uh, and then there is my version of the story. And I've been all too often in those conversations where, you know, it can kind of get a little confrontational when somebody has a little bit of a different view from their side of the story. And so, yes, you got to get to the bottom of it. What is the true version of the story that you need to take ownership of? Give authority away. And this is tough. This is super tough because, man, it might it might mean that you have to hear something you don't want to hear. It might mean that you're going to have to... Oh man, you're going to literally have to have a conversation with somebody about something that you just are not excited to have a conversation about. You have to choose your hard, right? And once again, I know we we, we kind of default to this, this idea that it's got to be a physical thing that is hard. I like the physical hard thing because that's usually when I can really get to the bottom and I can really expose the truth. And I have these conversations in my head, but it's only through going through hard physical stuff, training, running, whatever. And uh, it's amazing the insight that I get from it. But hey, listen, it might not be for you. It You might need to go through something mentally tough in order for you to discover the truth. Or maybe it's that really hard conversation that you have been avoiding for so long. And then of course, the exercise, the no muscle, as you well know, this is one of my favorites because it's so hard and we don't do enough of it because we're adults and nobody's our boss. But when you learn to exercise the no muscle, it's amazing the amount of freedom. Yes, I said that. The amount of freedom that you get in your life when you exercise and can be powerful when you say no. 
and powerful for yourself is what I'm talking about. Cut the tether, right? Cut the things out of your life that no longer serve you is one of the ways that we talk about, right? Cut the, the, the tether to the stories, cut the tether to the people, cut the, cut the tether to, oh, you know, all the things that you just really are not serving you and maybe you are serving them. And then of course, move your finish line, right? Uh-huh, move the finish line. Quit telling the stories that you did in high school. Quit reliving those dreams that you lived in high school. You're an adult right now and you've had more experiences. And if the greatest thing that ever happened to you is the touchdown pass, nobody wants to hear it, right? That kind of stuff. Move the finish line. Light the wick. Start living life on fire. Start doing the things that burn inside of you in a good way the things that you get excited about, the things that make you smile, the things that keep you up at night, the things that get you out of bed early. Start doing those things. But this is not about giving you permission to go hunting for six months or to go golfing for the next three weekends or to go shopping or to do something foolish. What this is giving you permission to do is to put your priorities in line with the passions that you have so that you can pursue them. And then of course, get off the sidelines, take action. How do you take action in your life? Well, first of all, you make deposits, right? You make deposits in the lives of those that are around you so that you can go and take the actions first and foremost, if you are married, if you do have children, right? Just don't leave them high and dry because you are passionate about pursuing something that maybe doesn't involve them. Got to make deposits in them. Number 10, uh, you know, the reason why this one's last is because I really do feel like this is the important, most important thing. When you have gotten all of these other nine things, if you, when you, once you've been committed to these nine other items, now it's finally, now it's finally, you, you, now you're ready. Now you're ready to do the really heavy lifting. Because this number, this number 10, like this is the toughest one of them all. Like if you felt like some of these were tough, like choosing your heart or, you know, exercising the no muscle or man, man, I got to get off the sidelines. That's tough. I just got to take action. I'm not really good at taking action. Like if you thought that was tough, get ready for number 10 because this is the game changer. Every one of these items are super important, but none of them matter unless you're going to do number 10. because that's what puts it all together. So number 10 is take the 1% back. I was at a point in my life, this is about when I was um, in my late 30s, almost 40 years old, and I was still struggling with this idea of how do I create the greatest marriage because everything in my life I want to do great, right? I, I, want to be, I want to be great. I want to be the best. Like I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best husband. I want, to, I want to be the best because of competition. It wasn't just because I wanted to serve at the best, right? But I just wanted to be the best because I wanted to win. And unfortunately, that's what our perspective is often is that we just want to be the best so that we win. And then, oh yeah, um, my wife can say that I'm the best, I won. 
And this idea of taking the 1% back came to, came, didn't come to me. It was actually, I, I was, it, it, I ran into it, uh, because I was at an event in an event and I, and I never forget this. I, I never forget where I was at. I never forget who the instructor was. I never forget the moment. I never forget the, the emotions and the feelings. And I had this aha moment. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here today because I think it's really important for everybody to understand, like, it's okay, first and foremost, to be vulnerable. If you cannot be vulnerable, then you've got a lot of things that need to be exposed in your life so that you can be telling the truth. And and I've done it. I've had the hard conversations. I've opened the closet. I've had the tough stuff, you know, with people in my life. I've... I've confessed things to, to people in my life where I just, I'm like, man, why would I ever, ever, ever do that? If you read the book, you can see, like, you can hear that I literally go and I, 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 I had the ultimate confession to um, a man named Monsignor O'Neill and uh, talk about the most painful but most amazing, freeing confession of my life. The weight of the world was taken off my shoulders. Nobody owned me anymore. And I'm going to speak on the spiritual side of it. Satan didn't own me anymore because that was the voice that kept on coming into my mind. Like, man, if people find out, you know, about you, bro, like really, that always held me back. So I'm at this event and there was this instructor And I did not like him. He was a complete dick. And every opportunity he had, I just swear that he was just staring at me. And when he wasn't staring at me, he was yelling at me. And he was cutting me down. And he was belittling me. And I could do nothing right in his eyes. And I just despised him. And I was at this camp. This was warrior for me. This is the most intense physically, mentally, emotionally things that I've done in my life. It really was. I mean, if, if I'd gone into the military, it probably would have been something similar to that in the sense of boot camp. But I was at a state of mind, once again, where I was just lost as a man and like didn't really know what I was going to be doing and how to get out of this funk and how do I, how do I start living a life on fire right? How do I win at life? Cause I didn't feel like I was winning and I was getting older. And so I just had a lot of emotions going on in general. And then of course this all accumulated, this all accumulated, uh, when I met this dude and one night we were sitting in the van going down the interstate and he told a story about a tragic event in his life. He had lost his son. His boy was a newborn. And he had some complications. And at that moment, I realized why I didn't like him. Is because he reminded me of a man in my life that I was really having a hard relationship with. A man that uh, 
I did not like. Somebody that was very personal in my world. And every time I was around him, he made me feel like crap. And every time I was around him, he made sure to tell me how much he didn't like me. And every time I was around him, I didn't like him even more. And at that moment, I realized that I was staring at him. And the reason I say that is because he had also experienced the loss of his son. And it was a true awakening in my life to realize that he was manifesting all of this anger that I had inside to him. And so I asked, I said, so how do I get over this? How do I stop this resentment? How do I stop this, this boiling over of emotions and this just, these feelings that I don't want anymore in my life to take control over me? And he told me I needed to take the 1% back. I said, well, what, do you, what do you mean? Help me understand that. And so the 1% is when you give somebody 99% of your emotions, when you give somebody 99% of, your, uh, of, um, of yourself, but then you give them this 1% burden that somehow that they have to carry in order to make you feel better, give you life somehow, to acknowledge you, to make you like a part of their world. Then the 1% that they truly at the end of the day that they cannot carry. When you give somebody the 1%, it puts a weight on them of expectations that they'll never ever be able to fulfill. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was waiting for the 1% back from this individual. I was waiting for the affirmation. I was waiting for the relationship to be healed. I was waiting for just the, the love to come back, the appreciation. And it was a burden that he was no he was not capable of caring and so it didn't matter that i gave 99% effort the fact that i was expecting something in return was enough to make the weight so heavy the relationship would never heal And then I looked at my wife and I looked at my relationships with my kids and I started to realize the 1% that I was putting on them in their lives with my, in regards to my relationship, how I put this burden of, wow, if I do this, then this will happen. If I say this, then they should say this, or they should do this. 
And I realized at that moment that I was never going to be the dad that I needed to be, the husband that I wanted to be if I continued to keep that burden of the 1% on them. And so as you look at your life right now, who are you giving that 1% to? What relationship in your life right now is stressed, is burdened, is, um, is not fulfilled? And you constantly are going back on, well, oh, when will they get it? Seriously, how many times, how much effort do I need to put into this? When will they just, I, well, I just need them to acknowledge me. Like, come on, seriously, let's go. And yes, that is frustrating. There is no doubt about it. But that's why you have this entire list of owning the story, cutting the tether, exercising the no muscle, choosing the hard. All of these things are steps in order for you to recognize what you should do next. But taking the 1% back is the ultimate thing that you can do in order to live an extraordinary life. Don't make people carry the burden to fill your cup. Don't make others carry the burden of things they will never, ever be able to fulfill. This is all about living a life of extraordinary impact. This is all about living a life of extraordinary influence. But it's truly about also the most important thing, which is living a life of extraordinary faith. Because when we believe in something greater than us, we can take the 1% back. We can do things far beyond what we're capable of doing when we believe in something, someone far greater. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying that I don't stumble. I'm not saying that I do not struggle with taking that 1% back because sometimes I feel like I'm giving away the 99%. And as I shared with you guys a couple weeks ago, man, I had to go. I had to go on the mountain. I had to go run. I had to start digging. I had to figure out the story I was telling myself, the truth. I had to get counsel from other people. I had to tell myself, no, no more. Nope, not going to do it. Nuh -uh. mm -mm, don't do that. Don't go there. And I had to light that wick again. I had to get off the sidelines, take action. <laughs> but the last thing I needed to do was I needed to take the 1% back. I was no longer going to allow anybody to steal my joy because I've been working really, really hard to have joy in my life. Not happiness, joy. And when we 
Don't take the 1% back. When we give that to somebody to burden and carry, it's really, really hard to have consistent joy in their life. I know this isn't easy. In fact, I was just thinking about like, man, why would you want to listen to all of this? Because you're like, wow, this could be really depressing. Like that seems like a lot of hard work, dude. And I'm not really quite sure if I want to do all that hard work. Can I just, can I just enjoy Monday Night Football? I mean, it just seems so much easier. Can I just enjoy like, just because life is really not that bad at the end of the day, you know, it's pretty dang good. I got a decent relationship. I got, I mean, my kids love me. I'm, I'm good. And that's fine. If you just want to live an okay life, if you just want to live a life where, yeah. What do you think of John? What do you think of a Bob? Bad, good dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like him. Cool. That's fine. But if you're not that way, if you desire something more, if you desire something greater, if you know there's something inside of you that is meant for something far more than where you're at in life, these are 10 things that I promise if you start to live them out, if you start to do them, you will live that life that you've been searching for. You will become that person who's living an extraordinary life. Not perfect, but extraordinary? Absolutely. There you have it. We're done. All 10. And we saved the best for last. You guys know the price of admission. The price of admission is to share it. You guys know somebody out there. You know somebody that needs to hear this message. You know somebody that needs to take that stinking 1% back because they keep giving it away and life is miserable for them and they need to hear this message. And I would encourage you, I implore you, that is the price of admission for you to listen to this. We love you. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for being part of the JK experience.